You are tuned into For Amore Radio, the place where Jesus is Lord, God is supreme, and the Holy Spirit leads. Give me you, everything else can wait. Give me you, I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, give me you. Lord, give me you, I hope I'm not too late, Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, cause it's me.
just must wait. Give me you. I just hope I'm not too late. You are tuned into For a More Radio, the place where Jesus is Lord, God is supreme, and the Holy Spirit leads. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to For More with Lori. Praise the Lord. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm so ready to do this. I have a unique situation going on today. So I got a call from this precious young lady, a sister in the Lord. Uh, got to meet her, talk to her, got to see her in action today. Uh, her name is Tracy Hollis. So you be got you guys be on standby for she's gonna be doing something in the future and I think she's gonna call her show the Tracy Hollis show I don't know but anyway uh, she called me and she's interested in radio she's interested in doing her um, on thing on radio and she called me and she asked about uh doing an internship with me she used the word sitting under me you know that was so special because the older you get you know you start taking on this role of mommy-ish grandmommy-ish to young people but that's what she said but anyway i told her i said yeah you can come and just co-host intern of course today but i want you to co-host with me today now she probably won't be saying too much because she's in a learning mode but if god puts something on her heart no doubt she's going to uh say it and uh i want her to say it so god bless you all god bless you so let me tell you what we're going to be talking about today i have a testimony to tell you guys about i'm gonna tell you in a little bit but let me just speak to some folks here hello uh, dr johnson hello pastor welch god bless you guys uh good evening yes so when you see the four or more radio logo that will be tracy hollis talking to you guys she's gonna be uh producing that's what she's doing she's gonna be doing putting in the role of a producer today so she will be talking to you and uh so you'll know who that is praise the lord uh i'm super glad that the church loved the banner pastor welch i'm so happy about that because you know me i'll be doing stuff and sometimes i'll be like oh i don't even know how this look but i'm glad that they in enjoyed it amen hello dr johnson again yes the banner is amazing and we're so excited and thankful for the manifestation of god promise yes ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am so amen well we're gonna jump right in so i'm gonna tell you guys a testimony this was this was wild this was wild i have to tell you this and i'm only sharing it because it blessed me so much first of all wait a minute let me introduce Tracy. So check this out, guys. The next voice you will hear is Tracy Hollis. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited. Thank you, Miss Lori, for this opportunity. You are so welcome. So if you hear a bell, that means Tracy got excited about... Oh, okay. Tracy got excited about something. Y'all know it don't take much for me. All right. So let me, let me give you this testimony. This is wild. This was wild. That's why we always have to be ready. As saints of God, we have to be ready. No matter where we go, we have to be ready. So so I was uh, closing out my contract, doing my last little bit of things with the kids that I had. And I was getting ready to give them some gift cards when I noticed the, the numbers on the gift card had been 
uh, signed for by some other kids. The cards had never been used, but that number had been signed for. And so instead of trying to clear all of that up, I said, you know, I'll chuck these in my purse and I will go and uh, get some new ones. So I went to Walmart, a Walmart I've never gone to. It was literally straight shot, you know, from about a two minute, no, I say about a four minute drive from where I was. And so I said, I'm going to run and get some new ones and come back. So when I went into Walmart, I went to this little area where you do money uh, transactions. And so I got the cards and I was in line and it was two young gentlemen in line in front of me and one of them seemed to just be really really irritated about something he didn't want to be there that's what it was it was too many people in line but anyway the line got smaller and they were in front of me and they was at the front of the line a man in a um uh one of those carts that you drive if you can't walk he was in one of those well the guy just kind of broke in front of him and i just thought in my mind i thought that was so rude but anyway so i told a guy he could go in front of me and so he went up to the counter and he was telling the lady he was like hey um i got some money coming but i done lost my id he said is there any way i can get the money you know when my sister sent it he wanted to give the lady the phone you know to talk to his niece and the cashier said no she said no there's no way to get it we have to have an id i physically have to look at an id and so he just kind of drove you know he was like okay and he kind of drove off in the car two of the young men those two young men that was in front of me one of them started talking really loud said he said hey how much you will give me to get it for you you give me twenty dollars and so the guy, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you $20 because apparently he needed this money, you know. And so, and I'm standing there and I'm listening to this. So the guy pulls back, at, back up to the front in the little cart. And he's saying to this young man, he's like, yeah, I'll give you $20 to um, uh, get the money for me. He said, you can talk to my niece. In other words, he wanted this young man to give the niece all the information so that he could get the money now keep in mind the money is coming but it's going to come in this young man's name yeah your eyes saying it all i was at the counter i kid you not the spirit of god came on me if the whole place was full of people and i said absolutely not no i said this is wrong this is not right this is wrong and i went over to the man and i mean i'm speaking under the anointing so i i haven't made connection with the fact of what i'm saying i told him i said look how much money is she sending you blah 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 i said i'll give you that amount of money for groceries i said i'll give you that to buy your groceries and so the guy in the in the scooter was eyes was big and you know he was tripping and i said amen i said uh i said let me go over here i went over to the lady to finish up my transaction all of those cashiers their eyes were big because they thought this was wrong also but they didn't say anything so the young man he started kind of fussing a little bit and i said ain't no point in you getting mad at me i said because this is wrong 
And so, you know, I did all the transaction. I gave the guy what he needed. I said, look, who's coming to get you? Because some of the money was supposed to go to this guy. I said, call the guy. I said, get him on the phone. I talked to the guy. I said, look, come and get this man now. I said, I'll give you the money right now that you need for coming to get him. The guy was on the phone. He was like, yes, ma'am. He got off the phone and he, he, he did come right on and get him. But let me tell you, you would think the story stopped there. It didn't. So the man went to buy his groceries and I was so just, my mind was just so concerned about this guy. So I hung around. I really should have went back to work, but God is graceful. I hung around. And so sure enough, so I'm worried about those two young men, but they done left. But two others show up. Now these not young at all. These some old folks. Yes, did I say old folks? I did. This is an older woman and an older man. And the man was so concerned in the little wheelchair, in the, in the car. He said, they coming. They done heard I got some money. And they coming to get the money. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I had spoke to his niece on the phone. I said, do not send him any money. I said, all the groceries that he need is taken care of. This, the lady was on the phone. She was just like, her mind was blown. I said, look, don't send him no money. He's squared away right now. Okay. And she was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So the older people showed up and they literally was coming because they knew he had some money. And so when the lady saw me talking to him, she made a little smart aleck comment about you know, your friend. And she was referencing me like I was a girlfriend or something. And I told her, I said, no, ma'am. I said, I'm not his friend. I said, I'm actually here because God sent me here to run interference before somebody took his money. Little did I know that I was talking to somebody else that came for his money. So by the time I got done with her, I told her there is no money because I told his niece, don't send it. I said, so all the money he got is on a card and he's buying groceries with it right now. Really? <laughs> I, I, I was shaking so bad that when I left the store, I called my husband and, you know, he, he began to minister to me talking about operating the gifts. I was shaking so much because when you're under that type of anointing where you're speaking with that kind of authority and you don't care who you're talking to, you know what I'm saying? And people standing around looking, I did not care. But let me give God the glory for that because the anointing was upon me to do that. But I told my husband, I said, these people, they had already planned it out. They was going to take every bit of that man's money. You know why? Because the woman said to me, well, he's like a child. Well, yeah, he must be. That's how you knew you was going to be able to get his money. Right. But God shut it down. He shut it down. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why I say we always have to be ready. Sometimes. And let me tell you this right here. Maybe sometimes maybe you've been in a situation where something happened and you didn't do anything. You didn't say anything. You didn't respond appropriately. You resisted the Holy Spirit trying to move on you to do that situation. But let me tell you something. God will give you another opportunity. He will give you another chance. Tracy, did you want to say something? I'm telling you, when God, when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, you need to be obedient because obedience is better than sacrifice. You are saving someone just like you saved that man from, for the, you know, for those people stealing from him. 
you know, that has happened so many times. Amen. And we never step in because we think that's not our business. But if the Holy Spirit is pushing you and giving you the words and the boldness, you better be obedient because yes, your man will come. You save that young man. Yes, ma'am. And now that he can go forward to see that there are people in his, you know, in his life, they're users. He said that. He said, I ain't never seen nobody do this before. <laughs> his niece was on the phone. She's like, I never heard nobody ever do that before. But I, again, I have to give God the glory because, you know, I was in line and I was about my business. I was trying to get my business done. But I tell you what, God will give you an anointing, mm. one that you normally do not walk in because I'm quiet. I'm, I'm, I'm normally just quiet. I don't say a whole lot. I don't do. But when that anointing is up on me. Oh, my God. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Amen. So to God be the glory for that. And I just want to encourage you guys, always be ready. Don't be so preoccupied or so consumed with things that um that you need to get done, that you miss an opportunity to be there for somebody. So let me go on. Let me tell you what we're going to be talking about today. Amen, Dr. Johnson said, always be ready. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Hello, Renesta. God bless you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Amen. So we're going to be talking about I keep going through. That's basically the title of this show. You keep going through. But listen, there's a purpose and a plan for it. I've heard a lot of people say stuff like, man, I, I can't win for losing. I take one step forward, two steps back. You know, and, and just talking like that. It's not good to hear a Christian talk like that because that has nothing to do with our life. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing to do with our life. We don't take a step forward and two steps back. That's not our life. If God is working on you with something, it may appear like that, but that's not what's going on. So let me talk to you real quick. So here I see said, um, one of the things I said is, you know, you can't figure out what's going on. It seems like you're going through if you're doing right. You're going through if you're doing wrong. And you're just trying to figure out, God, what is happening? So at first, I wasn't really uh, living for you. And I wasn't really serving you. And I wasn't really doing the things that I knew to do. I wasn't doing that. But now, God, I'm trying to do that. And it just stuff just keeps happening. And I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm going through. So let me tell you how I want to minister this lesson today. First of all, I want to tell you throughout the Bible, there's many, many people who have gone through all kinds of things. So instead of trying to minister on all of them, I picked three. Three that was at the heart of what I want to talk about today. So we're going to walk through this situation where people are going through diff for different reasons. Because no one person, no two people go through for the exact same reason. All of us have stuff on the inside of us that God uh, meticulously works out of us in his own time, in his own way. So where it looked like you're going through, I say you're being purified. <laughs> you got a process going on. So let's walk through this. We're going to talk about um, you're going through because you continue to operate in your own will. You're saved. 
You're saved, but you keep operating in your own will. You keep doing what you want to do. You keep talking the way you want to talk. You keep acting the way that you want to act. And we got to deal with that. Dr. Johnson say obedience is always forward action, no matter how it looks in the natural. Amen. Another one we're going to talk about is you're full of the word of God, full of the word of God, but you're religious. You're religious. This is another reason people are going through. Oh, yeah, you can sit down and memorize that word and you can articulate it and you can dot all your I's and cross all your T's and you can speak real eloquently. But you're going through because you're religious. You're going through because you're religious. God don't have room in the kingdom for religiousness, right? So we're going to talk about somebody like that. And another person we're going to talk about, well, not a person, people, is that those who believe God, they believe the Lord with all their heart, their mind, their soul, and their might. They're going through too. Listen, you're going to be tried for doing this thing right. You're going to be tried for it. Why am I being tried for living right? Because, you know what? God is perfecting you because he needs to use you. He needs to use you. He needs somebody that's doing this thing in a way where other people can look to them and say, okay, God, this is an example for me. I know Jesus is in the Bible and he worked it and lived it perfectly, but God, give me somebody, somebody that's living saved for real that can help me. That can help me, show me how to live this thing. So that's what we're going to be talking about too. Now, I know on this show, let me breathe. Dr. Uh, Dr. Vanita Johnson, let me tell you something. I'm taking your advice right now. I'm getting ready to slow it down. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means except for Dr. Johnson. I'm going to slow it down, Dr. Johnson. Let me slow it down. Okay, so... If you have ever listened to me on this show, you have heard me talk about Peter more than one time. Most likely because I, I identify with Peter. If you parallel Peter and Paul, Paul was the educated one. He had the serious background, you know, that he knew the Torah backwards and forwards. And I'm going to get into all of that soon. But when you put Peter next to him, Peter was a simple man. He was a fisherman. And I'm certain that, you know, he knew the word and everything because they grew up. Um, the, the Jewish families would teach their children from young ages to know the word of God, the Torah, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and they would teach them to know that word. So those Jewish fishermen, they knew the Torah, but Peter was more, like I said, he was like he's just plain, ordinary, everyday man, you know, and I just tend to uh, relate more to Peter, but I talk about him a lot, but I'm going to talk about him today, so you need to be ready for that. Hello, Pastor Jackie. God bless you. Hello, Lori Love. Relationship is what we need. Amen, sir. Amen. Amen. I sense that there is such an anointing in the uh, chat area. So for those of you that are listening and you want to be a part of being able to chat and talk uh, uh, to some of the people that are chatting and talk to me or talk to uh, Tracy. You may have something you want to say to Tracy. Listen, it's going to, uh, if you're in Spreaker, I think it tells you to sign in to chat. 
but it gives you options. You can sign in with Facebook or or Google or whatever the case may be. Listen, just jump in the water. Take that leap and come on in the chat. Yes, I'm going to call your name and let people know that you're in there. I'm going to talk to you, but it's not going to hurt you. It's just going to make you a part of this Four or More Radio family because the people that come here to Four or More Radio, these people want to hear a word. Let me tell you something real quick before I go on. So you don't just have me. You have um my, my radio broadcast is on Sundays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and it's four or more with Lori. That simply means for love with Lori, but the love, I'm talking about God. But on Mondays, you have Pastor Alexander Welch and Dr. Vanita Johnson, and you have two tag teamers that are, they spitting word left and right, up and down, and you're going to get, you're going to walk away being filled with the word of God. Amen. So that's Abundant Life broadcast on Mondays at um, 6 Central Time. And you go through the same process. You go to 4 More Radio on Spreaker and you click on his picture. He has his arms folded with a picture of Dr. Johnson next to him. All you got to do is click and be connected and you're going to hear some word. Then on Thursday, we have uh, Pastor... Jackie, his broadcast is called The Word. If you've ever listened to his show, he doesn't do anything except uh, talk about the word. He doesn't make jokes. Well, maybe he'll start. I don't know. But uh, that's how he started off. It's just straight word, you know. But you can get him the same way. He, he has his arms folded with his hand under his chin. Click on that picture and you will get the broadcast the word. We did lose a few people, but I tell you what, God is replacing, replacing, replacing. Amen. Replacing, replacing, replacing. So guys, you just need to stay connected to this uh, radio station because we're going places and we're doing things. It was prophesied early by Tracy. She said, how many countries you say we in? <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> she, said, oh, she said, we in over 200 countries. Amen. I receive it as a word of God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay, so Pastor Welch, I thought y'all was talking to me. Y'all talking to each other. Keep it going. Keep it going. Alright, I'm, go I'm moving on. So, let's go to Peter. Let's go to Peter, okay? So I'm not going to read all of these scriptures, but I will let you know where I need you to go, okay? So I'm going to start with Matthew uh, chapter 26, all right? So with Peter, now remember, we're talking about people that went that went through things, and they went through those things for different reasons. So let's talk about Peter and him going through. So during the Last Supper, Jesus spoke to his disciples and telling them that they would be offended, excuse me, because of him. That's Matthew 26, 31. And it says, then Jesus said unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. And this is going to take us to Peter. Because Peter was one of the disciples that was there when Jesus said what he was saying. Okay, So Peter took that as if the Lord was talking to him. Of course he was, but he took it to the point where he responded. And this is what Peter said. He said, though all men shall be offended because of thee, 
yet will I never be offended. In Luke 22 and 33, he said, Lord, I am ready to go with you both into prison and to death. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to Peter. He was talking bold. He was he was bold in what he was saying. He was like, you know, hey, whatever you got to go through, I'm ready to go through it with you. Ride or die. Ride or die. I'm with you. Right? Huh. Then Jesus said this. Jesus said, verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow, you shall deny me three times. Peter said unto him, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Man, can you imagine having this conversation with Jesus? I mean, you gotta, and if you, I'm looking at Peter as he's talking to Jesus and I'm sitting over there, man, shut up. What are you talking about? What are you doing? Listen to how Peter is talking. He said, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Mark 14 and 31 says, he spoke the more vehement, vehemently. If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. The scripture says, likewise, also said they all. So here Peter done got them stirred up. He got everybody thinking that he ride or die. He got everybody thinking that Jesus, if you're going through, I'm going through with you. You know, now let's die. We're going to let's take a, a short, a short road real quick and come back. So I want you to picture Peter in the world. I want you to picture him in the world. See, Peter was that man that taught cash money. Crap. He talked all kinds of stuff. I bet he was on them boats when they were pulling them fish in. He was saying stuff like, oh, yeah, see, I'm pulling in a thousand fish today. See, I know what I'm doing. Peter probably was talking something. He was talking some junk. You hear what I'm saying? And you know people like that. Matter of fact, it's some people that's on this uh, broadcast listening right now that are the same way. When you was in the world, nobody could shut you up. You always had something to say. You was braggadocious. You was always carrying yourself like you know everything that's going on oh you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that you know that's how peter was so let's get to what peter had to go through see peter brought that same way of doing things into the kingdom he brought that same way of acting into dealing with the lord the point the point is that many go through because of what they are saying, because of what's coming out of their mouth. Hello, Keisha. God bless you. How you doing? Praise God. Good to see you. So listen here. Let's talk real quick. Let's talk real quick. Uh, uh, those same words are also recorded in John 13, 36 through 38. So you can go back and get the full picture of what's happening. I took a shortcut because I'm only trying to deal with the fact that Peter was boasting. He was braggadocious. And he was saying this in front of everybody else. See, that's how some people are. They like to get in front of people and start carrying on, saying all kinds of stuff and doing all kinds of stuff, trying to make somebody think that they, you know, oh, see, you ain't got to worry about him because he going to get the job done. Peter, no. See, he know. He knows. No. But see, he brought that thing to Jesus. 
He brought that thing to the anointing. He brought that thing to the presence of the Lord. This is why Peter went through. Listen. He was talking spiritual, so he thought. But he didn't have no word in him like that. Isn't that something? You're with Jesus. You're in the presence of the Lord. You are in the presence of God. You're listening to what he's saying, but what he's saying ain't getting on the inside of you. It ain't getting on the inside of you. See, you can fake it all day long. You can say a few things here and there and, 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 and make somebody think that you know something. But see, we're going to see what happened in the end. Right? Here's another thing. You're still relying on what you did in the world to get by. Have you ever heard somebody say, don't make me lay my salvation down. Don't make me uh, put Jesus over here in the corner because I I'll let you know I ain't nothing to play with. I'm not. You're not gonna be talking to me like that. You and then all of a sudden they go from this high, blessed and highly favored woman to now neck popping, taking the earrings off. You know, popping their shoulders like like I'm getting ready to do something. I'm getting ready to do something. I'm getting ready to let you know what's up. Okay. See, you don't brought that mess in the church too. You know. Oh, they don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know me. Okay. Well, we've been commanded not to know you after the flesh but after the spirit the problem is we're not seeing no spirit we're not seeing no spirit we're not seeing no spirit so see you're being challenged because of the way that you behave because of the things that you say and the way that you act that's why you're going through that's why you're going through. God, I don't understand why all of this stuff keep happening to me. Why people keep trying me. Why? Let me tell you why they keep trying you. Because there's something in you that God is trying to get out of you. He don't want to leave you in the state that you're in. You still run around here like you ghetto fabulous. Like you're going to tear somebody off. Like you're going to turn up in the church. Right Lord have mercy Jesus Lord have mercy Jesus see you still relying on the way you were in the world what does that mean that means you still operating in the flesh that's all it means it means you're still operating in the flesh your mind is still carnal you're still operating from a place of darkness you're still operating from a place where the enemy can come in and use you of course the enemy would love for you to raise up on somebody and start telling them off and doing that because let me tell you something once you do that then he's gonna start telling you you're not saved you're not saved you're not a born again believer lord have mercy you want people to perceive you as super spiritual, but you're not there. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Listen, you cannot be afraid for this process to take its time. If you want to be a serious Christian, a godly Christian, if you want to be solid in your walk with God, you have to allow the Lord to do this thing in you instead of running out and rushing out. And all of a sudden you're trying to, you know, uh, 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 Crystal, not Crystal, Tracy. You know, I, I think about this all the time. See, I got somebody to talk to in here today, y'all. But I'm still talking to you. Amen. Amen, Relaster. God bless you. So here, 
you got people that's you know folks done started churches they done started ministries they done did all of this stuff they've gone out and 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 started creating this stuff but the process it only started in them it did not even get halfway through before they raised up and started something but then when the fire comes Amen. When the fire comes, you know, not the fire that's going to prove our works when when we when we uh, uh, get before the Lord. But I'm talking about the fire, those daily occurrences. When that thing come and you fall flat on your face, you back to cussing, you back to folks got to hold you back to keep you from doing stuff. When you get to that place right there, that's an indication right there. You are not where you think you are. You're not where you think you are. And this goes for all of us. The scripture says that we are to examine ourselves and see if we are in the faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Is that faith on the inside of you? Is that faith coming from the word of God? Or is the faith coming from the fact that, you know, you, 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 you know how to uh, tell people off? Is it faith coming from, you know, you know how to work things in the world? You, where is your faith for, for what you're doing? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from the word of God? Because let me tell you something. When you start getting in the word of God, the word of God will sit you down. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. See, when you really get into the word, the word will set you down. Why am I saying that? Because the word will reveal to you, this is where you are. You a liar. What? Would the word tell me I'm a liar? Yes. Why would he tell you you a liar? He want to tell you you a liar because he said no liars would tarry in his presence. So you better get the lying out of you. He'll tell you that you got a spirit of lust. What? Why would the Lord say that to me? Because you have a spirit of lust and it manifests itself real subtly. It manifests itself in a way when you get around a man, you start to flirt. You start to do little things. There's things you do in your body. Y'all, I know what I'm talking about. I know who God saved. I ain't got to play with you. I know who God saved. I, when I got saved, God told me I couldn't wear skirts that you tie on the side anymore. Because when I had on a wraparound skirt, I was on the island with a bikini on or something because I started walking a certain way. I started carrying myself a certain way. I mean, I was just, I mean, I was seductive in all that I was doing. So he was like, see, you don't know how to act when you wear a wrap skirt. You don't need to wear that anymore. Ask me if I've been delivered. Yes, I've been delivered. This was a long time ago. I can wear wrap skirts now. I don't want to buy a trip and go, oh my God, you got on a wrap skirt. I'm way past all of that now. That, that, that seductive spirit that lustful spirit, all that mess, that's gone. But see, that's how we acted in the world. We had to compete with other women, so we had to carry ourselves a certain way. We had to dress a certain way. When we got around men, we had to talk a certain way. Listen here, y'all know what I'm talking about. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. See, all of a sudden now, you don't went from this hard, raspy voice so now you're talking all soft and gentle and sweet. Like, you know, you up to something. And that's all it is. 
That's all it is. But see, God see that. He see that. He'll let that thing linger for a little while until it's time for it to come out. Because when he show you, it's time for it to come out. He's not playing. It's time for it to come out. Because what happened is, see, this is what happened when people don't let God deal with them. This is what happens. So you let that spirit stay there. God keep trying to show you that you, you become seductress when you get around men. You start acting a certain way, right? He keep trying to show you that. But when he show it to you and you ignore it, what'll happen is you'll find yourself down the road. Some man done got in your ear and you listening to that thing and you feeling yourself. And now you all, you know, done got wrapped up and tied up and tangled up with him. Right. And now you got your tongue in his mouth and you're going, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? But see, God tried to spare that. A long time ago, when he was trying to tell you, look here, you still got that spirit in you. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you're born again. Yes, you're going to heaven, going to heaven. But you still have these spirits in you. You still have that influence in you. And you have got to let me get that thing out. Thank you guys for helping me preach. Here we go. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Amen. That's uh, coming from Tracy. Praise God. She's in here biting her fingers and stuff. I told her. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But let's let's move on here. Let's move on because we're going to play another song. Um, here's another one concerning all these things right here is what I saw in Peter. This is what I saw in Peter. Now, in order for me to see some of this, I had to see it in myself first. Because I remember, listen, I remember walking in the church. And I walk straight up. I, I walk real straight. And I wear high heel shoes. Now, this was quite a few years ago. I may have just a little slight being now. But look, I walk straight up. And I, I carried myself. I, I just, I wasn't into swaying and all that. I just walked straight up. But I remember I walked into the church one day. I had myself together and everything. And the Lord showed me when I started praying. He showed me me in the spirit. He said, your spirit is crumpled over. Your flesh is straight up. It's erect. But on the inside, your spirit is crumpled over. When I saw that in the spirit, that freaked me out. And I knew then, I knew then, if you're not there, don't pretend like you're there. If you have not made it to that place, don't pretend like you're there. You just simply be who you are in the Lord. Be honest, be real, be true. And as a result of that, after that, God was able to raise me up in the spirit realm. He was able to raise me up in the spirit realm. Now, this is in my own personal life, right? So I don't, if I'm not there, I'm not going to act like I'm there. Not going to do it. Wherever I need to be in the spirit, God, you have me there. I'm not going to run out ahead of you and start trying to do this or trying to do that. Before I started this radio broadcast, we prayed so much to the point where I think people were like, look here, look, either you're going to do it or you're not. <laughs> But I kept praying until I knew. Until I knew. Amen. Here's one more. Still talking about Peter. You say things before you count up the cost. You say things before you count up the cost. You say it before you count up the cost. You say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to. You say, I am going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have this. And I'm going to have that. And in the world, 
in the world, I see it all the time. I see people starting things, and 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 um, uh, two months later, that thing that crashed and burned. They own to something else, and you keep doing that. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. So now you look behind you, and you have a whole bunch of little businesses, a whole bunch of little projects, a whole bunch of stuff that was started and stopped. Why? Because. You didn't count up the cost for that. First of all, you have to pray and say, God, is this your will? Is this something that I should be doing concerning you? Right? That's counting up the cost. If the Lord say yes, then you got to know how much money I got to put in this. Where am I going to do this at? How many people do I need to do this with? Right? Who am I? Go who's going to help me? Because anything you try to do on your own without any help, Okay, so you say things before you count up the cost, or you do things before you count up the cost. Now, let me give you some scriptures to go along with those three, th those four things I just said. And I want you to know this, God is not trying to break you. He's only trying to humble you from a spirit of pride, because with a spirit of pride, the door is wide open open for the enemy to manipulate you. And sometimes people be thinking, oh, the enemy is not in my life. If the devil was in my life, I would know it. The devil is not. No, 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 no. See, he didn't last this long because he played all his cards up front. He lasted this long because he's crafty, because he's the Lord. He said, uh, info on that. He gave me some, sorry about that, guys. Uh, he said, it's a no-go right here. He told me who the man was. He gave me something. But, and uh, after that, I shut that man up. He gave me some info on that. He said, the enemy, he is crafty. He will, he will have you doing and saying things, and you thinking that it's God, but it's not it is not. That's why we have to have the word of God. Why do I have to read the Bible every day? Listen, the word will find anything that's in you that's not a God. That word will find it. That word will tell you this is who you are. This is what you're doing. See, you can fool yourself and you can fool man but you can't fool God don't be running around here talking about oh God knows my heart he knows my heart yes he knows your heart he knows your intention but if you go back and you read I think it's in Jeremiah he said your heart is deceitful and desperately wicked who can know it see that's why you got to run your heart by God you got to say Lord if there's anything in my heart it's not of you. If there's anything in my heart that's not clean, that's not pure, Lord, get this out of me. Get this out of me. Let me go back to what we were talking about. We're talking about going through. That's why you're going through right there. Because you got some stuff in you. I got some stuff in me. We got stuff in us. And he has to get it out. And it, the way he works on getting it out, it seems like you're going through. What he does is he puts you in situations. Situations that will cause you to be humble. You'll get embarrassed. You'll get hurt. You'll get left. You'll have all this different stuff happen to you. Why is it happening? It's happening because he's trying to get something out of you. 
right? If men keep coming your way and they keep getting in your ear and they keep trying to tempt you, that's because you got something in you. You better hear what I'm saying. You got something in you and it's something that they see. You might, you go to church and you may do this and do that, but they see that spirit still in you. Amen. Pastor Will said, sit happens. S-I-T. Just in case it sounded like I said something else, right? But he's trying to get that, he's trying to get that out of you. I know what I'm talking about. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. I went seven years as a single woman, and men could spot the anointing on me miles away. They would look at me in my face and they would keep going. But how I know, how I know they were tempted to want to say something to me, but they didn't, is because on occasion God would let me know. One guy was so humble, he walked up to me. I mean, he literally was like a like a like a Asian or something. He was bowing and stuff. You know, like, uh, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am, you know, like that. And then he asked me, um, you know, if I was single or whatever. And then he so politely told me how attractive he thought I was and so on and so forth. And he went on. On his way so men that were gonna come to me and they were gonna be polite and be nice and so on and so forth god let those men came but them jokers that was looking at me from behind thinking they may got a shot at that no sir no ma'am he cut them off at the kneecaps they didn't come my way not because i would have did anything with them but i'd have preached them under the grave I had a preacher. I know what I'm talking about because I did it to one. I had a preacher out of the grave. So God didn't need all that. He didn't need all that. He said, look here, I'm just going to send that joker on by this way. Get up and get on out. Here we go. God is not trying to break you. He's only humbling you to keep you from being in the spirit of pride so that the enemy cannot operate in your life. He wants to keep you. He wants to keep the boldness about you. But without that spirit. To keep the devil from using you. So here's three more examples of Peter being humble. Paul rebuked Peter because of the people problem. Remember I said earlier, you're doing stuff because you, you want people to think that you're super spiritual and so on and so forth. When Peter was there with Paul and the, the Gentiles, he was eating with them, shooting the breeze with them, kicking it with them and everything. But when the pompous few showed up, right, James and the other ones, Peter, all of a sudden he changed he changed and started trying to separate himself to the point where even Barnabas did it too. But Paul rebuked him. He got on him, right? So this is to let you know sometimes, even though you 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 know you working walking with the Lord and you thinking that you got yourself together and everything, God allows situation to show up and show you what's really in you. What's really in you? See, you still got a problem with the Gentiles. You still want to separate yourself from them when you think the church folks are looking, right? Okay, Jesus rebuked Peter for cutting off the soldier's ear. Remember I said Peter would bring stuff in the presence of the Lord that, that totally come out of his flesh, right? This this cutting off soldier's ear and things like that. He didn't even ask the Lord. He didn't even speak to the Lord about what we should be doing or anything. He just took it upon himself to slice and dice, right? Thank God Jesus put that man ear back on because that man would have had some issues from that point on. But God shows, God showed, Jesus showed Peter something. He showed him something. He said, look here, this is not how you're going to handle your business. You take that rough neck stuff, you be done with that. 
No, we, we handle things in a totally different way. We have totally different weapons. He said the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Listen, he said our weapons are mighty. That's what I'm stuck on. He said they're mighty through God. What are our weapons? Our weapons are praying. Our weapons are fasting. Our weapons are this word of God. And I'm going to tell you another weapon that we have. Our weapon is love. Our, our weapon is love. Praise God. And the last one, Jesus rebuked Peter not for speaking the will of God. When Jesus was talking to him about going to the cross, talking to them about going to the cross, and Peter started saying, oh, no, no, not you. That's not going to happen. And Jesus said, Satan, get thee behind me. Get thee behind me. And it's like on, on, on one day I feel like, wow, man, they had to hurt Peter's feeling. I had to work, had to hurt his feelings. But on another day, it's like Jesus had to rebuke that spirit. And Peter had to be aware of the fact that, dude, this is spirit that's operating in you. This is spirit. So that's Peter, guys. There are some of you going through right now that need to just chill out, pull back, and let this process work. Let the Holy Spirit, he's crafty. He, is, he comes and guides us into all truths. He comes to 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 uh, help us to walk this thing out, right? So you need to let the Holy Spirit work on you. When He tells you, when when He moves upon you to be quiet, shut your mouth, do it, because that's killing that flesh. That's nailing that flesh to the cross. Everybody got this issue. Everybody have flesh that wanna act up, wanna act up, especially when somebody do something wrong to you that you feel like you didn't deserve. You just want to, you know, go ham on them. And do they even say that anymore? Well, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so you you just want to go off on them, right? But don't do that. Just let the Holy Spirit work in you. And the other thing is stay in the Word of God. Because here, all that cussing and stuff, you stay in the Word, the cussing will be gone before you know it. You'll be, you'll be looking for... You'll be looking for a cuss word when something bad happened and can't even find one. You have to search your drawers and stuff like, where my cuss words at? And then when you hear one in your head, you're scared to say it because it's like, it's going to sound so stupid coming from me, right? <laughs> I, I was in uh, I was in Germany before we're going to do a song. I was in Germany and I heard this uh, young white man. He was cussing, he was cussing. And I was listening to him and I said, ooh, this don't even sound right. He's not good at this at all. It just doesn't sound right and before you know it i made my way over to him i said who's in your family that's saved that boy eyes hit the floor he was looking at me like what his eyes hit the floor because i said who in your family is saved and he said my mother is a christian i said look here your cussing is so bad that it's clear that you know you you grew up in a godly home because you don't even sound right right <laughs> but it believe it or not me and that young man end up being friends he turned out to be a, a police officer later on i hit a car he showed up this time he felt like he was somebody because now the roles had changed but he helped me in that situation and i have to i don't have to take any i don't have to pay for anything or do anything but listen here me and tracy we're gonna talk as we play this song uh, you guys keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. Stay with me. Hang in there with me. We still got two more before we go. Two more. So let's listen to a little bit of um, Forever Jones. And we will be back. 
That's a voice that cries out in the silence Searching for a heart that will love him Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all And there's a God that walks over the earth He's searching for a heart that is desperate And longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all And he says, love me, love me with your whole heart He wants it all today Serve me, serve me with your life now He wants it all today it all today he wants it all today he wants it all today he wants it all and there's a god that walks over the earth he's searching for a heart that is desperate longing for a child that will give him their all give it all he wants it all and he says where Jesus is Lord, God is supreme, and the Holy Spirit leads. Praise the Lord, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you just tuned in, welcome to Four More with Lori. I am your host. Some people call me Pastor Lori. Others call me Lori Love from the old Lori Love show. I'll be whoever you need me to be today, as long as I can be godly and holy. (laughs) Amen. Listen, I'm here today with Tracy Hollis. 
Tracy say hello to hello everybody. Everyone. All right. So Tracy is doing two things. She's interning, she's co-producing today, and she's co-hosting to some degree. But at the she's kind of observing everything. She's uh, definitely interested in moving forward, uh, doing her own radio. And so uh, she called and asked if she could, uh, you know, hang out with me for a little while. And I said, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we're back. We're at the top of the hour now. So I'm going to shift and I'm going to start talking about another one of the uh, people that I mentioned earlier. Remember I said we talked about, we already talked about Peter. He knew Jesus, but he operated in his own will. So that's kind of like, you know, operate, you're saved, but you're still operating in your flesh and carnality and so on and so forth. Then we said, we're, then I said, we're going to talk about someone that's full of the word of God, but they're very religious. They have no revelation. So let's talk about Paul. Let's talk about Paul. Now, if you know anything, my uh, Pastor Jackie loved Paul. He loved talking about Paul. He has studied this man's life backwards and forwards. And he constantly, uh-oh. He constantly uh, studies that um, Paul's life, and I think that's fabulous. I think it's absolutely fabulous. So we're going to talk just a little bit about Paul. So Paul was full of the Word of God. I don't know if you know that about him. Paul knew the Torah. The Torah is, for some, it's the Old Testament or it's the Hebrew Bible. Okay, Paul knew that word. He knew it. He knew the laws. He knew everything in there that, that one could know. He knew it. He studied under a man called Gamaliel. I may be saying that wrong to some of you preachers. Uh, I may be saying it wrong, but you know who I'm talking about. So he studied under the best. He knew that word. But let me tell you what he didn't know. He really didn't know the Lord. He didn't know the Lord. Do we have that now? Absolutely. We have a lot of people. I've met people that could regurgitate some scriptures. Ooh, they could talk about, I mean, they could bring them scriptures up and, oh, Apostle Paul, he said this in Romans 5 and 3. And, you know, they could just work them scriptures. Work them. But had absolutely no connection to the Lord. Imagine that. You have a wealth of knowledge, but you have no spirit. Here we go. So in Acts 9, I'm going to read Acts 9, 1 through 4. Talking about Paul. And we're going to talk about why Paul went through. Okay. And Saul, who he was before the name was changed to Paul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughters against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. So to give you a little back knowledge, so Paul being um, a, a Pharisee, he went after these Christians. He went after this new sect that had came up that he thought was wrong. It was against the Torah. It had nothing to do with God. So he took it upon himself to persecute the church, to kill Christians. He took it upon himself to get rid of them. So uh, if you go back and you read Acts 7, uh, this is when Stephen, who this man quoted the scriptures from um, from Genesis all the way up to the present time where they were, Stephen quoted those scriptures. So after he got done, the people were so, they were just so shot by, by, by that anointed on him. They literally killed him. They stoned him to death. Well, the, the clothes was laid at Saul's feet. This is Paul I'm talking about. 
So after this, Paul was, you know, he wanted to get rid of this, this group of people who was uh, saying that Jesus was the son of God. He was the Messiah. He wanted to get rid of these people. So that's where we are now. Okay. So he had, and he desired, I'm reading Acts 9 and 2, and he desired of him, the high priest, letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, the way was Christianity. See, Christianity is a word that was used one time. I wish we could wipe that word out. Because now when people hear the word Christian, they equate us all. They, they equate the Holy Holy Ghost field person that's, that's really living for God with the person that's still, uh, they saying they're a Christian, but they hate black people. They saying they're a Christian, but they bombing um, abortion clinics. Look, they are bombing abortion clinics now. Talking about killing, <laughs> let me stop, okay? But see, they done lumped all of us in there because of the word Christian. But if you try not to use the word Christian and you start saying, I'm of the way or I'm just a believer, then uh, that 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 will drive some of the uh, people that's coming in to the Lord, that may drive them away because they think you're doing something else. If, you, if you're not saying you're a Christian, they're going to think that you of some other kind of faith or belief or something. But in the beginning, uh, this is what they were, the people of the way. He said that if he found any of the way, whether they were men or women, he might bound them he he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. What does that mean? Paul was talking about arresting these folk. He was talking about arresting them. He was talking about wrapping them up and bringing them back to Jerusalem. Why? Because he felt like what they was a part of was wrong and they needed to be dealt with. Verse 3 says, and he journeyed. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. Verse 4 says, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice. The word was speaking to him. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Hey, hey, the word was speaking to him. The word, the word himself. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. That's the word that was speaking to Paul saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, What art, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling, Saul, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Verse 7, And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, because they heard the word, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. So that mess freaked them out. 
And it freaked them out. It freaked Paul out so bad that once he realized it was the Lord Jesus, he asked him, what do you want me to do? See, that's the right response to the Lord. What do you want me to do? But listen here. The scripture says, verse 8, it says, and Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither did he eat nor drink. Let me tell you something. Ask me if Paul went through. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. This was a cocky and a bold man. He was smart. He knew the Torah. He was the best of the best. But here he is on his knees, knocked off his heart by a bright shining light, hearing the Lord, the word of God, speak to him. He can't go nowhere. He can't do nothing. The Bible says when he opened his eyes, he couldn't see nothing. So look here. How much more humbling do you need? How much more humbling? Listen, when I got diagnosed with that pseudo tumor cerebrine and that thing manifested where when my eye when my when my sight went black. Listen here, that's some scary mess when you cannot see. You've been seeing your whole life and all of a sudden something happened where you can't see. I thank you, Lord, even now for delivering me and healing me. Not even letting me get a shot put in my head. I don't know if that fluid drains or not. I don't know if it drains or not, but I tell you what, when I stepped out on faith, when the Lord spoke to me and he told me, he said, don't be afraid. Choose not to be afraid. Know that it's going to be all right. I stepped out on the water and I've been walking on the water ever since. Every since. Sometimes I used to wake up and I would open my eyes a little bit afraid, thinking I was going to open my eyes and not be able to see. But I tell you what, I never had a day like that. And I just thank God for that. But Paul opened his eyes, y'all, and he couldn't see. He could not see. You can't get more humbling than that. Why? Because somebody else had to lead him around. Somebody else had to lead him around. Somebody else had to take him where he wanted to go. See, he was cocky and he was bold. He was on his horse. Hi, get up. I'm going down here. I'm going to get these folks. I'm going to get them. I'm going to bound them and bring them back here to Jerusalem. Well, that story ended. It ended with you on your knees. It ended with you recognizing the fact that who you was trying to kill was the Christ himself, right? If you're trying to kill my people, you're trying to kill me. That's why God fight for us the way he do. Because when people start going after us, they're not going after us. They're going after him. And he don't play that. He don't play that. So listen, he starts speaking to Paul. Guess what? That word was, it was a word that was on the inside of Paul. That word came alive. Somebody need to hear what I'm saying. Paul was blind for three days. Why did he only get to go through three days? Because listen, that word on the inside of him, the whole time he was out without sight, he was seeing that word. He was seeing the he was seeing Genesis. He was seeing Exodus. He was seeing Leviticus. He was seeing that word. He was seeing Kings and 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 Sam. He was seeing the word. He was seeing it. He was seeing the word was coming alive to him. That's how he knew. That's how he knew it was the Christ. Because that word started speaking to him. It started talking to him. It started telling him. Right? It only took Paul three days to get it. Because let me tell you something. If he didn't get it, he would have stayed blind. He would have stayed blind. God would have kept his sight in his hand until he was ready. It only took him three days. See, some people go through and it don't take them long. You said, man, I went through the same thing this lady went through. And it took me forever and a day to get to a place where that thing finally lifted off of me. Well, why did it take so long? Because you have to, you, you have to submit to God. You have to submit to that word. You have to relinquish your thoughts and your ideas and what you believe is right. 
what you think is right, what you know is right. You have to release all of that. You have to let all of that go, right? And when you do that, then God don't have to spend much more time getting you through that. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me talk to you about sex real quick. Now, this is just coming up in a minute. I'm going to do it. Okay, so I was single for seven years. I was single for seven years. This is after two husbands. So if you ask me if I knew anything about sex, I'm going to tell you, yes, I did. Yes, I knew some stuff about sex, right? I've been married to two men and countless others. We'll put it like that, right? So when this marriage fell apart, seven years, I didn't touch it, if you know what I'm talking about. We ain't got no kids on here. We're talking about masturbation. I didn't touch it. I didn't need to touch it because it was submitted to God. But I didn't entertain a man. I wasn't on the phone letting nobody try to sweet talk me or uh, blowing my ear through the phone or whatever. You know, I just didn't do that. I spent those seven years consecrated to the Lord. You hear me? Consecrated. I was hidden. I was hidden. Why was I hidden? I was hidden because he hid me. Why did he hide me? Because I... I put myself in him. And in putting myself in him, I was hidden. Does that make sense? Putting myself in him. Putting myself in him. I was hidden. I know the word says the, 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 the righteous run to the Lord and they are saved. He's a high tower. Right? He, he lifts us up above our enemy. But that's what God did for me. For seven years. I never complained about being single. I never complained about God. You ain't, you ain't send nobody to me. Listen here. I was living by myself and I was afraid. I was afraid. I'll tell you that testimony. I was afraid. I lived by myself. And I, the way the house was constructed, it would have been so easy for somebody to kick the door in or uh, come in through one of the windows. It was a nice house, but it was in a, I'll tell you where it was. It was in a nice area. Uh, a Caucasian area, and they even paid for a deputy to sit over there. But the area was still close enough for people from another side to be able to come. So I used to be afraid. I was in bed one night and the blinds fell. I didn't know what it was, but I heard this crash. Back then, I was not a gun toter. I was not a card carrier. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. I wasn't then. I was scared to death. I mean, I shook so bad. But at some point, I knew I got to get up and I got to go see what it was. When I saw what it was, I was so relieved. It was just an old set of lines and it had fell down and I was so relieved. But I spent a lot of my time being afraid. I spent a lot of my time being afraid. You know, so, but we're going to... We're going to go ahead. I'm going to get Pastor Welch saying preach. I see you, Pastor Welch. I see you, Pastor Welch. Amen. So we're, we're still talking about, we're still talking about um, uh, Paul. But I was giving the testimonies, you know, about uh, particularly going through that, um, that pseudo tumor thing. You know, with my with my eyes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Sometimes I get myself so excited and worked up that I'll be going in a direction, and I, he'll bring me back. He'll bring me back. But let's go back to Paul. Let's go back to Paul. 
And so for three days, he was without his sight. And again, oh, I was talking about men. Thank you, Lord. That's what I was talking about. I was talking about being single. And I was talking about being afraid. Even though I was afraid, I still trusted the Lord every night because I wouldn't let nobody. I didn't call for nobody to come over there and stay with me. I didn't call for nobody. I had two bedrooms, so I easily could have put somebody in there, but I didn't do that. I did my best. I did my best to just trust God through that. Now, I'm saying that even though some nights I still was afraid because I would hear things. I'm a light sleeper, so that's what I was talking about. But it wasn't enough for me to go out and find somebody to come and kick it with me right I didn't I didn't I stayed that way and God compensated me for that because I married a police officer I married one they didn't play that right that's why I'm a car carrier now right not because we don't trust God but because my husband was a police officer and he just feels certain way about certain things he's retired now okay let's go on let's go on let's go on let's go on so with this with the with the thing about to, to, the, to you guys that are on here that are single and I know some of you guys are on here single and I know I've talked to you you want husbands and stuff like that look finish the process if you finish the process you're gonna get that husband and you're gonna get the husband that you want not some of this what that you had in the past I kid you not, the man I'm married to, there's no man that I ever dated, no man I ever talked to or married that can compare to the man that I'm married to right now. And I hear all these women, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that you guys be talking about, no, no, I got to try before I buy. If you save and you're talking like that, you might need to examine yourself and see if you save for real. You need to check, examine yourself because you don't trust God. If you're concerned about the size of somebody's penis, if, you, if you're concerned about the motion of the ocean, you know, if they know how to lay pipe and all that mess like that, let me tell you something. You might not be saved. You might not be saved. You may not be born again. You need to trust God. You need to let him clean your vagina out. Let him clean your spirit out. You need to not be with nobody. That means no kissing, no, no hugging, no fondling, none of that mess. Get away from all of that and let him do what he got to do because then and after that, he can give you a husband. He can give you a man. That's it on that. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. We're still talking about Paul. In Philippians 3, okay, uh, Crystal is up in here, um, she is up in here producing, that's what I'm talking about, praise the Lord, Lord, clean our wounds, yes, I like that, you all the way in, yes sir, Pastor Welch, Pastor Welch, I'm just going to follow the spirit, uh, Lord Jesus. I'm just going to follow the spirit. Uh, praise the Lord. Here we go. We're at Philippians 3, <laughs> verses 5 and 6. Who is Paul? And let me tell you what Paul said in his own words so you will understand who God knocked off that horse. Paul said he was circumcised the eighth day. You know, um, uh, the law required that the baby at eight days, the male be circumcised. Paul said he was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, you know, I come from the Rockefellers, I come from the Benjamins, you know, listen, Paul was like of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, right, he said, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, he said, as touching the law, I'm a Pharisee, he said, concerning zeal, I was persecuting the church. He wasn't playing. He let you know. I wasn't playing. I was about it. I was I was I was a good breed, but I was about taking care of business. And then he said, concerning uh, touching righteousness, 
He said, which is in the law. He said, I was blameless. Y'all hear what Paul said? He said, I was doing the law. If somebody asked you right now, are you doing the word? Can you say, oh, I'm doing the word. I'm doing the word. I'm living the word. The word is in me and I'm living that word out in my life. Can you say that? See, this is how strong and bold and, and focused Paul was. So to see him on the ground and he can't see. And those people that was traveling with him, you know, I'm certain they looked up to Paul. I'm certain they looked up to him. I'm certain they thought Paul was the, he was the stuff, right? They heard that voice. They heard it. They didn't know where it came from. They was tripping. But they looked at Paul. They saw him on the ground and they saw him not able to see. So did Paul go through? Yes, he did. Yes, he went through. This is what happens when you're full of the word, but you're religious. So you got to go through also. So for that word to come alive in you. The name of this show is. I keep, You keep going through. But there is a purpose and a plan. Ultimately. Let me tell you what's, what, what the purpose and the plan is. We're constantly going through stuff. Because God is getting us ready for his return. He's getting us ready to be able to go and be with him. That's why he allows these many fires. Many. M-I-N-I. Many. Small fires. That's why he allows these medium-sized fires. And sometimes that's why he turned the blaze way up. He do that because it depends on what's on the inside of you that he has to get out of you. Well, Lord, why do I just, it seems like I get over one thing and something else is coming because he got to do what he got to do to keep you safe. Because if he don't do that, you're going to walk your happy tail back out there in the world and start doing stuff. And out there in the world talking about, yeah, I'm saying he knows me. He knows me. He knows me. He knows who I am. Oh, he got, he, God knows me. Yeah. Okay. Sitting in the club with a drink in your hand, talking to some dude, and you in there talking about, yeah, I'm saved. See, it's different if you say, I went to the club because I wanted to minister to people. Well, if you're in the club and you're ministering to people, why the heck you sitting at the bar with a drink in your hand? Why the heck you giving this dude your number? Why, why are you doing that stuff? That's crazy. That's crazy. You ain't in the club trying to minister to nobody. You're trying to get your freak on. You're just doing it down low. That's all. That's all. Anyway, Ooh, he said, uh, uh, <laughs> that's what I don't know why you laughing. Okay. We're still talking about Paul, but I painted a picture of Paul using his own words. And the reason I did that is because you can see Paul was nothing to play with, but he needs to be humble. So when you're walking around here with your shoulders up high, you know, adjusting your tie or your suit dress and carrying on and doing all of that stuff and speaking to people in, in scripture language and stuff, you know, God has a way of letting you know, I need for you to reach people. I don't need for you to impress people. They impress with your life. Yeah, they impress. Oh, that's, she's really saved. That's a real person. But you can't even speak to them. You can't even talk to them. The only thing you're going to say to them is you're going to point out the sin that you currently see in their life. Stop that. Stop that. That's only a manifestation of them not being saved. That's all that is. Stop going after the sin. Well, you know, you drinking and can't. Why are you talking to a sinner about drinking? Stop. 
Give them a reason. Give, let them know why they're drinking. Let them know that, you know, when your spirit is not saved, when you're not born again, you know, you're thirsty for the presence of God. You don't even realize it. You're thirsty for your creator. You're hungry for his presence. You you want something on the inside of you that would just give you this overwhelming peace and joy in your life. But see, when you can't find that and you can't get that, that's why you turn to that ENJ. That's why you turn to that gin. Look, they don't even drink that stuff. That's me talking. And that's years ago. They drinking stuff now. I can't even pronounce it. Get, tell me something. You you young enough. You've been tell me some of that stuff they drinking now. What is Chirac or Chirac? Chirac and hypnotic. Hypnotic. See, I ain't never even heard of this stuff. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. But most likely, most likely it's a Hennessy. thing. Now they were drinking that cognac and uh, you know, but now they drinking stuff that look here, they drink stuff to try to sound chic. And sound suave and sound like they got some. It's foolishness. It's, it's just all foolishness. That's all it is. Let me go on. We got one more. We are almost there. Almost there. I have a whole lot of scriptures and we're not going to get to those scriptures. I want to use their life first to kind of point out some things. And I will give you some of the scriptures because I know Pastor Welch, he teaches people not to just listen, but he teaches them to take notes. So if I've said anything at all that has been helpful or enabled you to uh, rethink something or celebrate something, uh, amen, praise the Lord. But if you want to take notes, by all means, do it. I can't see it anyway. All right. So we got Paul. Paul was going through because he was full of the word, but he was religious. Full of it, but religious. Right. And God will get religion out of you. And usually that comes with you having to experience a humbling process. Nobody wants to be humble. Nobody. Let me tell you something. That's why I'm talking about this, because I realized something about Lori. I was sitting in the uh, in our living room and I just started thinking, wow, I don't want to go through anything. I, I just don't want to go through anything. And I start thinking like that. And the Lord starts speaking to me about how valuable it is to go through stuff. And then he let me know you can get to the place where you enjoy going through. Because he has a purpose and a plan for every bit of it. I'm going to give you some of those scriptures. I'm going to give you some. Did you have something to say before I go to our yes, next group? It's an honor to go through because your testimony is going to help someone else. Mm. So you have to embrace adversity. If you don't embrace it, it's going to continue to be a cycle. But once you have, you know, embrace that adversity, you're going to help another person to get over what they're going through. Amen. Everything is like crucifixion of Jesus. We're crucified. That should be an honor. Amen. It, 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 is, it is an honor. It is an honor. But we do have an eternal plan for all of this yes. as well. We have an eternal plan. So when you're saying, when you're praying things like, Lord, sanctify me. Lord, clean me up. Lord, if there's anything in me, get it out and so on and so forth. That's the purpose of these many medium and blazing fires in our life so you go to the doctor and all of a sudden you get a testimony uh you all of a sudden you get a diagnosis that you have something that you have something that could be terminal or that you have a sexually transmitted disease that you can't get rid of you know or you 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 they tell you hey yeah your worst nightmare has come true this is this this and that god he's aware of that He's aware of that fire and he knows what that thing is going to do. He's allowing that. Why? Because he's going to use that to purify you. 
What? How am I, how, how is it that cancer will purify me? Listen, when you're going through and you know there's no help, you know your only help is in the Lord, that starts to build your spirit up. That starts to build you up spirit, spirit, spiritual. Now, I wouldn't want to get a diagnosis and not and be a Christian and not have any word or anything in me. I, I would hate that because now you got to build from nowhere. I've seen it happen. I've seen people who have said they're, they're Christians, you know, and then they got a diagnosis and they start trying to walk with God from that point. But see, you're ahead of the game. If you've already been walking with him and you know how to walk by faith and not by sight, you know how to trust him that he's going to uh, show up. So either he's going to let you go through it and overcome it or he's going to use it to work something in you that may be taking a little while, whatever the case may be. Whatever the case may be, none of us want a diagnosis of anything. None of us want anything to happen to our children. None of us want our money to just dissipate. You know, we don't want any of that stuff to happen. But in all of what I'm saying, the key is that, Lord, if you let this happen, there's something that you're doing, something that needs to be done in my life. And if I want to be ready when you come, if I want to live with you eternally, then I got to trust that you're getting me ready. You are getting me ready. There are some things about me that, oh, I just wish I could change so bad. But I realize that some of the things I'd be wanting, if I had them, most likely I would start operating in pride. I would start acting like I'm such a much. I will start acting like I'm somebody. So I just say, God, I, I, I'm going to love this girl the way she is. I'm going to love her the way that I am. And I'm not going to concern myself with th things that I consider to be different about me. I'm not going to worry about that because you can use me just the way that I am. And I saw that in that grocery store the other day. I may be five foot even. And I'm not going to tell you how many pounds and don't be trying to guess, but I can be a powerhouse in the Lord whenever he needs me to be. Notice I said whenever he needs me to be because I'm not a powerhouse in him. I'm only what he wants me to be when he needs to use me to do or be something. All right, let's go. All right, run with me, guys. We got one more. I know it's a lot of scriptures, a lot of reading, but we're going to finish this up, maybe do a part two. I don't know. So here's another person. So I gave you three people. I talked about the person that went through. They say, you're saved, but your, your will is strong. Your will is strong. You're still doing and saying stuff you want to say because you want to. Then we talked about Paul. He was full of the word of God, but he didn't have no revelation. How do you get revelation? Well, you stay in the word, but you have to listen. And you don't study the word to memorize scripture to impress people. Because if you do, that's you're going to get what you get. You're gonna, that's what you're going to do. You're going to be impressing people. But you're not going to have any spiritual power behind anything you say or do. You can mimic it, but if someone came into your life and saw you behind closed door, they will see a totally different person. So get in the word first uh, for it to minister to you. 
after the word ministers to you, then wait for God to allow you to share it with someone. And that's what you do. There's an air of humility that it requires to do this. So that was Paul, full of the word, full of the word. We in the kingdom classroom. <laughs> Amen, Dr. Vanita. And then the last one, and we're going to get to that. Here are some people who they knew God and they believed the Lord with all their heart, their mind, and their soul, and yet still had to go through. So I'm telling you, even if you're doing it right, if you're living it right, you're walking it right, you're still going through. So let's talk about it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No, not a bad Negro. <laughs> Abednego, and I may be saying those words wrong without any kind of a, a Jewish twang to it, but anyway, we're going to talk about them. So I'm going to be coming from Daniel 3 and 1, and then verses 4 and 6. Now, I encourage you, uh, the whole Bible is the book that needs to be read, but um, uh, reading Daniel, this it, it is such an amazing, an amazing book. So you definitely want to read it. If you have any troubles, contact Pastor Jackie. He will help you with the end time uh, portion of Daniel connected to Revelation. He studies that every day. Okay, so here we go. So we're talking about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They got it right. They was living for the Lord. They was loving God. Listen, with everything in them, they was loving it. But they still had to go through. So you're going to get tried for this testimony of saying that you're saved. You're going to get tried for saying that you're holy. You're going to get tried for that and welcome it. Bring it on. If you in sin, you're a Christian, and you in sin, and you doing stuff, and all of a sudden our hell break loose in your life, you better tell the Lord thank you. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Because that just simply means I'm trying to save your butt. I'm trying to save you. But if you're living in sin and there's no conviction, there's nothing going on, you can do it without even you know you don't feel bad about it that's a scary place to be in that is a scary place i would not even want to go anywhere near that so if god started whooping your butt with situations happening in your life because of things that you've been doing you better tell the lord thank you tell him thank you thank you thank you daniel 3 and 1 says nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold. That's Daniel 3 and 1. I didn't go out into the whole thing. You can go back and read that. But listen, before we get to this, you need to know that these young men were fasting and praying often. They were fasting and praying to the point where they requested, well, Daniel did, uh, a certain kind of food, water and vegetables, uh, um, when they was given Anything that they could have wanted to eat, wine and meat and cheese and all this stuff they was given that they could have eaten, they chose not to eat it and they wanted water and vegetables. This was a lifestyle. This wasn't a one-time thing. This was a lifestyle. Then really, that's how we're supposed to be. Am I there yet? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Did, uh, did I used to be? Yes. When I was in church with Pastor Welch and, and Elderberry and all of that, the, uh, fasting was a lifestyle. I, I had lost so much weight, not trying to, and this is how I tell you I wasn't trying to, but I had lost so much weight living a fasted lifestyle that when my I, I bought a mirror, a full-length mirror, 
because they didn't have mirrors in these apartments that we lived in. I bought a full-length mirror. I brought that thing home, and I set it down, and I was getting ready to take a shower or whatever, and I walked past the mirror. I was skin and bones. I was skin and bones. Now, I'm fluffy in the back. I didn't have nothing, nada. Not, it was all gone. It was all gone. And when the husband came back and he saw me, he was disgusted. He was disgusted. But I got pictures of it. I got pictures. I look like a little old woman. And it may have been, of course, the way I was dressed and the way I wore my hair. But I was tiny. I was really small. That was a long time ago, but that was living a fasted lifestyle. I lived that lifestyle. I love my foundation. I love the beginning. That's the kind of stuff that Pastor Welch and Pastor Elderberry, that's the kind of stuff they talked about. They talked about fasting and praying. My foundation was laid in fasting and in praying and studying the word. So that's, that's all I knew. That's how I lived, right? But... So this is how these young men were. This was a lifestyle for them. But the, the scripture said that the king at that time, he erected an image of gold, right? And he dedicated this thing to himself. So let's go down to Daniel 3, 4, and 6. Verse 4 says, then a herald cried. So he had called all the different people in the different offices and everything. I want you to go back and read that. But he, he had called all of them together. And then it says that then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the heart, the segment, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down. Listen to this, what he said. He said, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. So to you that have an ear to hear, you need to hear this. Things are going to get to the point where you're not going to be able to just be a Christian and just walk openly as a Christian. You're gonna have to, you're gonna be called to bow down and worship other images, bow down and worship other ways of life and everything. But see, this is how you deal with that situation. America, Americans, this is how you deal with this situation. Verse six says, and whosoever falleth not down and worship shall the same hour. When you don't bow down and you don't worship this new way of life and this new image, you don't do that. The same hour you don't bow down and worship be, will be cast in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Listen, this furnace here, this man said, I want you to heat that thing up seven times hotter. Mm. But let me go on. We'll get to that. You got to read this story. This is absolutely amazing. If this don't cause you to operate in the supernatural, well, first receive the supernatural and then uh, desire the supernatural and then allow God to use you to operate in the supernatural like this. This is amazing. This. So we're going to go down to John 3, um, 16 through 18. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered. This is them talking to the king after they have been told that they have to bow down and worship, bow down and worship this golden image that the king has set up. Okay? And they didn't do it, and some people saw that they didn't do it, so they reported them to the king. 
Folks watching your life as a Christian. And listen, they trying to go to God and say, mm, look at that. She's supposed to be saved. Mm, look at that. He's supposed to be a man of God. Right? See, they trying to take that to the Lord. That's what the enemy does. He goes before God and say, uh-huh, this one right here. They doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. But you know, somebody say the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. Let me go on. If you want to hear more about this kind of teaching um, uh, with, with, uh, the, um, with the end times, you guys have got to tune in and listen to Pastor Jackie on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. His show is called The Word. He deal with the end times. He make this stuff that I'm reading now make sense for now, right? And I understand a lot of it, but the depths of it, like Pastor Jackie, I have not studied it out like that. Let me go on back. Uh, verse 16, 316, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, they said to the king, see, when you really connected to the Lord like that, and you know God got you, you will speak to the king and you won't be worried about it. You will speak to the king and you will not be concerned about his power or what he can do. He says, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. So when you know God, this is the kind of testimonies you can make. Ring that bell, honey. Go ahead. This is the kind of testimonies you can say, you know what? I'm not afraid to answer you about this. I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you. Listen here. The God I serve, he's able to deliver me from anything you try to throw at me. And not only that. Not only is he able to deliver me from what you're trying to do, but he's able to deliver me and he will deliver me out of your hand. He's not going to let you have any satisfaction over me. <laughs> he's not gonna let, she gets so excited that <laughs> well, he's not going to let you. He's not going to let you um, with your crooked and wicked and evil ways. He's not going to just let me be in your hand for you to do whatever you want to. So when your boss come in and them bosses start trying to act like they God in your life, like they hold a power to your life, like, uh, you know, your, your job, like they trying to hold you down thinking that, oh, you, I can do whatever I want to because if not, I can fire you. You better say fire away. Because I'm still, uh, Pastor Welch has an amazing testimony of how he stood up against some folks that was trying to do some stuff wrong. The Holy Ghost will make you do it when he's real in your life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me go ahead on and finish this. Because we at 742 right now. And 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 so they told him, he said that, uh, that he will deliver us out of your hand, O King. But if not, now this is powerful right here. Can you say, but if not. If God don't deliver me from cancer, if God don't deliver me from this relationship where I, I, I'm catching hell day in and day out, if he don't deliver me, because he may not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve your gods. Not going to serve your God. I'm not going to serve this fake, phony thing that you call in a God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. See, when you know this kind of stuff ain't number foolishness, and, and somebody say, oh, you know, we don't do stuff like that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You be on in front of that TV watching who winning that, that golden statue. Those people are worshiping that thing. They doing everything they can so they can win that, that what is it, Oscar, that thing. It's supposed to be a, a, a gold thing, right? Look at it. Next time you those things come on, just look at the shape of that thing. It's a golden 
image that people worship. Oh, I don't have anything to do with that. I just watch the show. No, no, no. See, you be rooting for people. You be rooting for this person to get it and that person to get it, right? You be wanting to, well, I think she should get it. I think Beyonce should get it. I think this person should get it and that person. You all wrapped up and tied up in that foolishness. Do you not know these people are worshiping an image? They're worshiping another God. They're, they're worshiping. Lord Jesus, help your daughter right now. Help your daughter. See, we look at stuff. We look at stuff and we can't even see the word in it. We can't even see the word in it. Did you not know? Did you not know that God saw this coming? He saw that there was going to be a time when people were going to create an image for people to worship and bow down to. Right? How do they bow down to it? Whatever I got to do. If I got to get butt naked and get on the screen. That's what I'm going to do so I can win that thing. If I got to cuss and I got to fight and I got to kill and I got to do all of this so I can win that thing. That's what I'm going to do. That's what worship is. You will do whatever you got to do to try to get something. You will do whatever you got to do for people to see you and worship you. You will do whatever you got to do. See, but that, that right there, that belongs to the Lord. If you're going to do anything you want to do, do what he wants you to do. Do the word, do the word, do the word. What does Pastor Rush be saying sometimes? Maybe he don't say that. I think he be saying do the book or maybe he just saying bring the book. I don't know, but I'm saying it today. Do the book, do the book. All right, here we go. Uh, so now they getting tried now. They done said what they had to say. They done stood up to the king. Now it's time for the fire. So you can talk trash when the when, when you're not around that, 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 that burning fire. But see now... This is where the rubber meets the road. This is what, bring the book. Amen. Bring the book. Amen. So now this is where the rubber meets the road. In verse 20, still coming from Daniel in 3, it says, And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, when you get mad, when you get mad, you're going to get the strong, you, you really start strong arming people then. This king was mad at them. One, they stood up to him. Two, they talked about their God. And then they told him what their God is able to do. Now, keep in mind, this man got a God complex. This is why you would erect an image to yourself. Because you see yourself as a God. You see yourself. But see, they didn't know. He didn't know, y'all. He didn't know. Lord, forgive him. He didn't know. He didn't know. But here we go. He got the mightiest men to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Mm, 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 mm. Verse 21 said, Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosing, and their hands. Now, what you think about this for a minute? Now, you done bound them up and you done even wrapped up they, the hat on their head. Wow. Okay. So that, that visual for me is so crazy, but it, there's a reason. There's a reason. Okay. So he bound them up, uh, their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Now y'all know the rest of the story, right? So when they were thrown in before that happened, those men that had bound them up, they got burned up, literally to a crisp. They got burned up. They died. They were killed on the spot. So that's why when you're messing with saved folks, you better watch yourself. You are you out here trying to yes, you out here trying to show out and, and carry on and, and, and speak against Christians and say all of this crazy stuff. But see, you trying to set a fire for Christians and that same fire gonna burn your butt up. What does that mean? 
What does that mean? That same fire that you're trying to set for them going to burn you up. Let me tell you what that means. See, if you don't get it right, you're going to mess around here and you're going to die in your sin. When you die in your sin, you're going to have to deal with that same fire that you was trying to set for somebody else. The problem with that fire is that it's not going out. It's not going out. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Let me go on here. We're at 747. 747. We're in a big plane right now. A 747. We got to land this baby though. And here we go. In Daniel 3, 24 through 25. Go back and read the whole Daniel 3. Read the whole thing. Yes, I didn't give you all the scriptures. We didn't have time for that. But I need you to listen. Then Nebuchadnezzar. So after they were thrown in the fire and uh, everybody standing around, they waiting to see uh, you know, them burned to a crisp running in there trying to escape from the fire and you know, whatever you would do in a fire, trying to roll or whatever the case may be. There was no place to go. No place to go in this fire. But you need to know what happened. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. See, he's sitting there watching this thing and rose up. He got up out of his seat in haste. He jumped up. That's what he did. And he spake and said unto the counselors, they saw the same thing. He said, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Hey, look here, y'all. Wait a minute. What the heck is going on? Didn't we just throw three men into that fire? They answered and said unto him, King, true. So if it was a group of black guys, they'd probably say true that. That's exactly what you did, right? But I need for you to hear this last scripture. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loosed, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. Let me tell you something. So when the Lord tells you, when he tells you, Isaiah 43 and 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. So when the Lord, that's Isaiah 43 and 2. When the Lord tell you, I'm going to be with you until the end, whatever you go through, I'm going through with it. Then you need to tell that thing, come on. Come on, let's go. We Let's go. We're ready. And I want you to look at something, too. He said, I see four men loosed. Now, he said that fourth man looked like the son of God. See, back then, Jesus had not come to be able to walk with man, but he showed up in the fire. He showed up in the fire. When the spirit, when the, uh, in John 14 or 16, one or two, when it talks about the Holy Spirit coming back, it said that he will be with us. Now, this is the New Testament part. He will be in us. Y'all better say something right there. Listen, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, Jesus Christ was in the fire with them. Mm, 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 mm. Lord have mercy, Jesus. He was with them. Now he done took it one step further. He was with them in the fire. And he said, I'm with you in the fire. But he goes one step further. He said, and I'm in you, in the fire. If you're in the fire and I'm in you, I'm in the fire also. 
no different than Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What am I saying in all of this? I'm saying that you might be going through because of your mouth. You might be going through because of your will being so strong, stubborn. You might be going through because of you being religious. And God got to teach you how to live spiritual. He said the just shall live by faith. This is a spiritual walk. Or you might be going through because you are living right. Because you are doing this thing right. All I have to say to you is tell the Lord thank you. If you're going through, you need to rejoice. You need to rejoice in the Lord. James 1 and 12 says that you're blessed when you endure the trial. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. When he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life. When the Lord, which the Lord has promised to them that he loves. Listen, you're blessed going through. Endure that trial. Romans 8, 17 and 18. It's, it talks about suffering uh, with him. It can't even be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in you. Listen, verse 17 says, if children, talking about us, then heirs, if we're God's child, then we're heirs. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also that we may be also glorified together. Listen to verse 18. It says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in who? In us. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Do you know this many, this medium and these blazing fires is burning up stuff in us so that the glory will be revealed in us. I'm going to give you another minute of my testimony. Before I came to Christ, I was what you call, uh, I, I would consider myself a sophisticated alcoholic. Ain't no such thing. But I was a sophisticated alcoholic. I did everything that alcoholics do, but I just tried to do it in the house so that nobody could see me. But let me tell you something. That devil will play with you. And have you convinced that you got yourself together, that you holding this down, that you in control? Before you know it, I found myself in a car drinking and driving. Not just drinking and driving, drunk and driving. You know what I'm saying? I remember that day just as plain. Because, see, you, you, you can do drugs and alcohol and sip on this and sip on that. And you think, okay, you know, I'm good. I'm good. No, sir. No, ma'am. You playing in the devil's field now. You playing in this field and he going to work on you and he going to keep letting you do it over and over and over. But then without you even realizing, gotcha, gotcha. Now you're going to church drunk. Now all the stuff that you wouldn't do that you, when you know, when you felt like you was in control, see, now you will do it. Now you will do it. He's crafty. He's cunning. There's a reason why God wants us to walk with him. That's why there's a reason why he wants us to walk with him daily. He said, take up your cross daily, 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 every day, daily. Because that enemy, he is waiting. He's like a he's he's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for you to be out there on the fringes and out there on the edge. Why? So he can devour you, so he can destroy 
your life. Destroy your witness. See, I can't kill your salvation, but I can destroy your witness. I can make you ineffective. God help us. God help us. It's 755. This has been a blessing. It has been a blessing because this word that I have so many more uh, 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 scriptures, uh, Romans 5, 3 and 4, you know, rejoice while you're going through. Verse 3 says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation, it worketh patience. This word patience is talking about enduring. You have to have endurance to stay in this walk with the Lord. You can't just go at it on your own. That's why so many people, they get saved and they be running real fast and real hard and real real strong and then all of a sudden they done dropped out they back in the world they don't go to church no more right uh-uh he said that tribulation work is patience and then he said patience experience and experience hope and hope make it not a shame because the love of god is shed abroad in our heart by the holy spirit which is given unto us so rejoice in going through uh yeah, amen. That was Tracy put that up there. She said, rejoice, rejoice. Yes, rejoice in going through. I don't know if I'm going to come back to this or not, but I know this. Right now, we got to get ready to go, y'all. So, uh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And we're going to pray for a couple of things. One thing is, I walk with the Lord. That each one of us, we take it serious. That we examine these um, trials or afflictions or um, situations that come up in our life, we examine them and look at them and look at what comes out of us while we're going through. When I had those children here, I learned three things about myself. One was patience. I didn't operate in patience when I had those children in the beginning. Two, um, I was irritable. I was so irritable because I couldn't control them. I couldn't get them to do what I wanted to do when I wanted them to do it. Right? And that was one other thing. I had wrote them down, but I, I don't have them in here. But having those children for three weeks, it showed me some stuff about myself. It showed me some stuff about myself. And it doesn't take God to have to do anything major if you, if you, if you, um, if you're pliable and he can teach you, you don't have to go through long, drawn-out trials, you know. But he will use whatever comes up in your life to teach you and to show you and to purify you and to help you. So that's what we need to do. I'm going to I'm going to let our, our, our she has been a phenomenal, um, she's been helping to produce this show. She's been, that's her that's been writing and talking to you guys. Again, Pastor Welch, uh, Dr. Johnson, all of you guys, thank you so much. And to those that are listening who have not come in to chat, I'm, I'm okay with that. I just want you to know that we love those who tune into uh, For More Radio. And give us any time, any of your time, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, the whole two hours, whatever. We love you and we appreciate you. And we also pray for you. You need to know that. We pray for the listeners of Four More. So if you want to know if anybody covering you in prayer, you better know we pray. Amen. So uh, let's get ready to pray. I'm going to pray. Uh, can you pray? You want to pray? Pray about a minute. We got two minutes left. Let's split them. Do you want to pray? Go oh, pray. <clears throat> so
So, Heavenly Father, as we come in right now, God, we just give you all the honor, glory, and praises. God, we thank you for all the listeners. We thank you for everyone that was engaged in four or more radio. God, we pray that this word will be a right now word, a right now ready word, God, that we will re-examine ourselves, that we won't get high and mighty Mm -hmm. or prideful or arrogant because God says that he hates a prideful and arrogant heart. God, let us re-examine ourselves as we walk this Christian walk, that we will go through things in life because of Christ, but that we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. If you need strength, God, give us strength to go forward, to move forward. Do not give up. Do not throw in the towel in the process. Embrace adversity in the name of Jesus. Embrace it like never before. Amen, Lord. And we just continue to glorify you. Lord, whatever state the listeners are, whatever state I am, Crystal, I mean, uh, Tracy, Crystal is her mother. Uh, Whatever state we're in, God, let us glorify you here. Let us, as those that may be going through because of your will, you know, you're bringing things on yourself, rejoice. Rejoice Rejoice in the Lord. The scriptures say rejoice. And and rejoice, I say. Amen. Amen. We're going to celebrate God because he's working in us. He's working in our lives. He has not forsaken us. He promised us that he would not do that. And Lord, I want to say to you, thank you. Thank you for being with us, Lord, in whatever state that we find ourselves in. Your promise is that you would never leave us or forsake us, that you would be with us until the end. I thank you for giving us opportunities to come out to come out of whatever we are in that has been suppressing us but if by chance we have some listeners on here that's getting it right and they're being persecuted God because they are living for you Lord put it in their heart to just celebrate and rejoice because that is a great testimony that you're being persecuted for living right not persecuted because of something wrong you did or said not persecuted because you're religious and 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 you look down and talk down on people but you're being persecuted because you living this thing out for the lord god bless them bless them lord now guys we want to tell you thank thank you lord and we want to tell you guys thank you for tuning in Thank you for uh, listening. And for those of you that listen on demand, we love you as well. Thank you for tuning in. So until next time, uh, God bless you. We we don't have any really hype music today, but we're going to just let you go out of here. (laughs) I tell you what, we're going to let you go out of here on a little bit of Pastor uh, Jackie's song. Shh. Here we go. Let me get something straight. First and foremost, (laughs) I do nothing. It is our Lord Jesus Christ who is life in me. Everything I do pertains to him. Matter of fact, let me brag on him. You want the cure for death? Yes. Well, Jesus Christ is the antidote. Save you, purify you, clean you whiter than a hand of snow. And we ain't playing, though. Nah. When it comes to temptation, we doing the running, man, like that dance MC Hammer, though. Yeah. But we ain't one place in it. Nah. We making moves, witnessing the souls on different blocks like a Rubik's Cube. Jesus is the only truth. The way to life anointed one, the Son of God, Messiah. The Bible is our proof. The word got me locked like hair on Jamaican dudes. Yep. Don't care for the green that would be on a pair of Jamaican shoes. Forget Get money. Yep. Jesus means more than that. For Christ, I'm an animal gator like the logo on a Florida hat. Yeah.
Yeah. I could care less about a Cadillac. The Lord is my helper, like an inhaler to an asthma attack. Yeah. Or a football to a quarterback. The army of God, I'm in the front, like where your porch is at. Shooting devils in the face with the holy word. In Jesus' name, you can go and put that end to sane. Yup. I'm insane for the son of truth. And if my brother's with me, then at the demons, they shooting too. Jesus Christ got me nice, that's right. Serving him to the day we take flight. Over doing his thing. We do this for the Lord. Gotta stay on one accord. Strapped with our spiritual swords. Doing his thing. And here the son above, he covered us in his blood. All we know to do is show love. Over doing his thing. And he's my everything. He's the king of the king. Shines brighter than your bling bling. Over doing his thing. As far as street blocks, we should watch for the cops. They might think we dealing drugs. We stay with the rock. God, he'll get you higher than you'll ever be. And yeah, I'm talking to you like what's after the letter T. <laughs> and yes, we're the seed of Abraham. All my brothers and sisters in Christ, misses and misters. And nah, you can't compare nobody to the king. He outshines your diamond rings and puts the shame to worldly things. In Jesus' name, we got the victory. You hearing me? Here goes my arm touching. Now let me ask, you feeling me? He never stood a chance as far as our enemy. Satan is all dog with more bark than a million trees. Please, God gave us the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. And if he speak rebuke him, tell him... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.